Hi everyone, my name is Peace. This is Yvonne and you're listening to the Vulnerability Podcast where we share everything that makes Peace and I unapologetically human, listen and enjoy. Hello everyone, welcome to the Vulnerability Podcast with Yvonne and Peace. On here, we explore the things that make us human. On today's podcast episode, we're going to be talking about rejection in our careers slash dealing with no's. Now, this topic is a very touchy subject for us, particularly because we both happen to be at a point in our lives where we have been constantly and when i say constantly i mean back to back <laughs> we'll be receiving a lot of no's okay i need to calm down because i just like it. i just like getting emotional i swear um but yeah so recently we've been trying all different stuff fellowships grants new jobs mm. And we have constantly been receiving notes and sharing the fact that, hey, peace. Yeah, I just got a note today. <laughs> hey, Vaughn, this input you today. It's like almost every other week we have a, a sad no news. Story yeah, tell. a no story to tell. <laughs> um, I think the only thing that's keeping us going is also that in between, there are a few yeses, mm. but also just the hope that somewhere, somewhere in the future, a big yes is coming. Mm. So we want to share how we've been constantly dealing with all these rejections with you and hopefully it will make us feel better at the end of the day and give us more courage to keep trying yeah <laughs> so Yvonne, do you want to start <laughs> yeah um so th- this is this is so interesting because rejections shaped my life hmm. crazy yeah um the first big no i ever got i felt untouchable as a kid hmm. I mean, like, I would go for an exam that I didn't even prepare for and I'll come out first. It yeah. was, it was like, I remember going for an entrance exam to one of the secondary schools I went to. I didn't even know I was going to write an entrance exam. They just told me the night before, oh, we're taking you to this state. You're going to process your admission into the school. I went there. I thought I was processing admission. They said, oh, we're going to write an exam. And in the end, I had to wait for them to mark the scripts and they came and said, oh, you came first on top. So it felt like I was really untouchable. I was this kid first all the way until I took the popular UTME exam. Jam. Jam. <laughs> so I wanted to study medicine. My mom was like, you need above 250, you know, to make this happen. My dad said, you need above 300. So I was like, I can do this. I'm going to do this. I can do this. Um, and I go in there, write my exams, and then I come out and I'm waiting. You know, back then it was like you wait for like a week, two weeks. Not now that in a few days you have your results. And you're praying. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Yeah. So I waited for like two weeks and my result came out and I had 214. Yeah. So I knew that that was bye-bye to medicine and surgery. Yeah. <laughs> that was bye-bye to medicine and surgery. Uh, I, hap- I ended up taking jam like three other times. In fact, at one, one particular time, I had no result. <laughs> like, it was crazy. The third time, I had 261. I was very happy. And I went to take my 
post UTME. These days, they don't even take post UTME. Oh, yeah? Yeah, they don't. I remember I went to University of Nigeria to take my post UTME. I was going to study architecture. Yeah, I had switched different career Just choices. whatever works. <laughs> whatever works. <laughs> whatever works at that time. So, uh, I was going to study architecture. And, um, yeah, so I wanted to, like getting and then to, I took my post UTME I realized that I was even the highest scoring UTME candidate in the hall that day because they arranged us um, based on scores and after the whole thing I was super glad my result came out two subjects were missing you know and it meant that I had no result and that was how the dreams of UNN died and it was sad so rejection for me started at that point from my very first UTME exam and it's followed me all my life. You know, what's very interesting is mm. that my very first big rejection, and I think what has even shaped how I now react to no's, has to do with UTME and getting admission into school. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went study medicine and surgery too. Um, I passed my jam, passed my UTME, but my post UTME. But the difference then was that I didn't get admission to study medicine. So I got admission to study medical biochemistry. And you know, my mom had two um, words for me. She said, Oh, fine, either you transfer into 100 level to medicine and surgery because it's the same faculty, um, or after you graduate, you just graduated at 19. You can just go and do medicine again. And I just held on to those two and said, You know what? Yes, I have a but my plan was that you know what I would kill it in 100 level and then transfer into 100 level so in 100 level I would study medical biochemistry but the thing is in my university all the science students they take classes in 100 level together so in 100 level I don't think it really registered in my head that I was studying medical biochemistry because all my friends were medicine and surgery students because in my head I'm going to get this 4 point something CGPA and move and join guys to 200 level when we separate so the um, CGPA to move to medicine and surgery was 3.5. I think I had a 4.45. So it was really good. Um, so I was very happy. It was time for 200 level to start. They said, okay, come buy the transfer form. I bought the transfer form and I submitted it. And then a few days later, they said, oh, sorry, we took too many students into medicine and surgery. So we're not allowing any transfers. So what was interesting was that that same 200, same 100 level, I took another jam and ended up CTME. But I knew that I was going to transfer because my result was super good. So I didn't pay attention to my jam, my UTME. I didn't read for it. Uniben gave me industrial chemistry. I didn't even flinch because I'm like, I'm not going to start on 100 level because I'm going to transfer in 200 level. And so when this came, I realized, shit, shit. I flunked my post-CME deliberately because I didn't think I needed to pay attention. Here I am going to be studying medical biochemistry. And that's when it hit me and I was depressed. And when I said depressed, I'm not just saying it in the fancy way that everybody says it. I stopped going for classes. I was not taking notes, of course, tests, nothing. It was two weeks to when it was time for first semester exam. I woke up one morning and realized I don't know anything that was taught this semester like i was going to flunk my exam mm-hmm. so i went to church and i was praying got people's notes i was just i just read all night and i went from a cgpa of 4.45 to a gpa of 2.3 in one semester because i didn't know how to handle that no and i i, I don't it was it was 
I still look back and I wish it could have been different because that result sort of shaped everything I did throughout the rest of my years in school because all I was doing was then trying to make sure that I can come back up. You know what it means to go back to like a third class mm-hmm. from almost the first class. Um, and that was the first big one. Yeah. But there have been other ones. Um, some easier to handle. Some that make you don't want to stand up from your bed ever again. Mm-hmm. Some that won't make you want to feel like you know what I'm never trying. I'm just going to stay where I am in this current job, in this current place, and just die here because I'm try- tired of, you know, dealing with disappointment and stuff. So yeah, I just wanted to chip in that story there because he just seemed like mm-hmm. that first big no from being untouched as a kid happened kind of like the same time in our lives. Yeah. Okay, I don't know how to resurrect from that. But, <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, so yeah, back to what I was saying. Um, yeah, it was just th- that no was was major for me, and it just I just kept getting like lots of no's after um, finally getting into a private university that I did. I didn't even care what I was reading. I just knew that Jesus Christ, let me just fulfill my parents' wishes and have a degree and leave. Um, but yeah, that no. The no's just continued every other time and they continued and into my career they, they continued and then it, it just I feel like it shaped my life majorly because imagine going from the place where you think you're great and you you're very you're good yeah you're very good at what you do to people now telling you that the reason they're telling you no is not because you're not great but there are greater people <laughs> um but yeah that that that's it so people are telling you no because um sorry your startup is great your idea is great your resume is great but there are people who fit this position more right now and you're like if I'm applying for a PM role and you're telling me my resume is great, which reflects all the work I've done as a PM, but there's someone else whose resume fits the role a lot more. It just means that there is a better PM out there. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what standards am I not meeting? And it's so no shaped my life because at every point in time, I am looking to break the next ceiling for myself. Hmm. And I'm looking to move to the next point and say, okay, cool. What should I be doing right now that other PMs are not doing? Um, and it, it, it drove me into data analytics. It drove me pretty much into everything that I've made me who I am now. Yeah, so nose are very painful. Nose are really painful. And I mean, should we tell them any recent <laughs> stories? I mean, so, recent um, no stories. So when before we do that, I think when when Yvonne t- was talking about um, how No has shaped her life and how it's just you know motivating her to break the next ceiling, I was just thinking that I think No or rejections rather has also shaped my life, but from a slightly different perspective. Um, does it motivate me to want to try so I can meet up the standards? Yes, I think. But now I feel like <laughs> I feel like I'm immune to No. Mm-hmm. Um, when I mean immune, I don't mean that I won't get it. I mean that it can't break me right um i feel like i've been broken over and over again so when i get another one i see it as oh it's another one it doesn't matter how badly i wanted it because there are some that you want more than you want the other ones and so the pain would differ but whenever that one i want more than the others even when i don't get it i just like okay so what it does for me now is that it makes me want to try for more things because i tell myself what's the worst that you get a no would you die? Most likely not. 
will it be as painful as the other ones maybe it will be more but i won't die anyway so i'll do it so it's just this it's no longer an a thing of oh i'm untouchable i pass on my exams you know i'm the star kid like i was in secondary school it's just now that i know that i'm not as great as everybody out there is mm-hmm. but i'm going to keep trying to get into more places to get in get more things um knowing that there's a possibility that i'll actually get to know but that possibility should not stop me anyway from trying to get in there's something no also did for me it helped me realize a statistic that has birthed a company that i run mm. and if you notice when you're applying for foreign or international jobs and gigs <laughs> you're going to get a no for a lot of reasons <laughs> trust me and plenty no's yeah you're going to get plenty no's and all things 2016 that was when i started my quest to st- earning a foreign currency so i have applied for close to 100 if not more um jobs from companies outside of nigeria so i have received no's almost a hundred times um but it helped me realize something that you're going to be in lagos or in nigeria and you think you're great Mm. and you step out exactly and you realize that there's a whole different world out there with a different standard the, the thing the thing exactly skill set standards value mm-hmm. so the things that you think you're great at you look at your resume here and people here are praising you and feeling you know i haven't had a problem getting jobs in nigeria mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know because people here are like oh my god this is amazing amazing <laughs> but someone Just else speak. i mean an intern a university intern has a better resume, resume than you than do, do. <laughs> let us sink in yeah just say it again so sink in. <laughs> a university intern in the u.s or any country in the west has a better resume than you do a graduate who has worked for four years five years and it's it's it, it's a mind-boggling yeah it is a skill gap problem yeah. um which is what led to Get me down. being interested in education and it you know tech education and the rest of it but there's a real skill gap problem and no is one way i could have figured that out um so can you reduce your chances of getting no's in your career yeah yeah you can um but is it inevitable no it's not no it's not should you let it break you yeah definitely not definitely not um just keep pushing regardless just anytime if you want to feel better just tell yourself that I have been my my academic background failed me. That's an <laughs> excuse everyone can use right now. Yeah, because it, it's a very valid excuse. Um, but let it not be. Tell yourself my academic background has failed me. But if you're I in Nigeria. still yeah. If you are in Nigeria and you're listening to this, or if you are in a developing economy that is not India, please, because India has great education. Um, you can tell yourself yes, your academic background failed you, but you are going to do what it takes to move forward and still create the life you want. Yeah, I mean, because we are, at the end of the day, we're ex- responsible for how far we get. Yeah. Right? Some people would get all these rejections that we have gotten and just be like, you know what, I'm just going to chill in this job until mm-hmm. something just lands on my feet. Yeah. Some other people would be like, I'm going to keep getting a no. <laughs> so I think where I am, right, is saying to myself that piece, you're going to apply for as many as you can. Mm-hmm. Get all the no's that you can until you finally get a yes. Mm-hmm. 
and it does work like it, it's I mean it's getting better now because even right now sometimes with these foreign jobs I get to interview stage and it's like before no <laughs> I don't get past the submission of revenue <laughs> of um, resume. resume stage so it's getting better now because you're beginning to understand that you have to do an academic overhaul for yeah. yourself and you know what they want and you so know you exactly you know what they want and when I started my my search for a job in the international development space um, I kept applying even without my dual master's degrees or my multiple master's degrees or your MBA uh, right <laughs> you know and you find out that um, nope <laughs> They are looking for Even Even A bachelor's That is from the abroad mm-hmm. To be very frank mm-hmm. So if you're ever Going to score Anything In future And trust me Age Is never a problem Yeah It's never a problem You can go back to school And get a bachelor's I mean, You can you start again From you can anywhere start again in your life From anywhere No matter the age If you feel This is the life I really want Remember Vision board From the last episode If you feel This is the life I really want for myself then What will walk, it take walk, yeah. me To get there If just I need Just walk backwards Exactly Just walk backwards If you need To redo a bachelor's To get there There are so many ways To get it Without uprooting yourself From your environment And from your job to going back to school there are so many programs right now that are online and that are still recognized um, take advantage of all of them um, improve yourself just make sure that you know what you want and you're doing what you can do to get there are you going to receive no's a lot yes. of times yes because sometimes the no's is not just dependent on your skills sometimes it's dependent on so much more there's so yeah. many factors um, but Keep trying. Keep trying. <laughs> Keep trying. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, I mean, I think here's to just saying that no matter how all figured out some people have it, I mean, there are people who look at PCTV on the internet and feel like she's the boss. Mm. Um, there are people who like, Yvonne is my role model. She's, she's leading an ed tech startup in Nigeria as a female founder, first experience as an entrepreneur. And they're like, she's the best thing since sliced bread. But... We still get our own rejections. We still get disappointments. There are nights that we have cried ourselves to sleep, just feeling like, okay, Nothing another one just out. came. Nothing's yeah. working out. Yeah. Um, but the difference is every morning we still get up and as much as we don't want to, we still try and we try again. And we're going to keep trying and keep trying and keep trying um, until we get all the yeses that we can. But you're never alone or rather you are not alone if you have been getting a lot of rejections lately trying to maybe apply for fellowships for grants looking for a new job Mm -hmm. uh, moving jobs if you be getting a lot of no's just let this be a reminder that you're not the only person and it's not just because you're not good enough like Yvonne said sometimes there are other factors that will come into play so don't let it break you just let it motivate you and let it shape your life in a good way and keep trying we are going to keep trying <laughs> who knows I'll open my phone after another 10 minutes and I'll get another no <laughs> yeah. but these days I'm like okay <laughs> okay yeah. can we move on what's the next thing I can apply for Yeah. and hopefully one will come so tell us about uh, the latest no you got um, remember keep it real keep it interesting be vulnerable tell us about it send us your story to vulnerability podcast at gmail.com include your 
phone number, phone number. a network we might and just send you an airtime it exactly. might be 15 hour airtime oh my god five <laughs> 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 k but the most important thing is not the incentive it's just that um you're sharing your story mm-hmm. to be honest like sharing is so powerful mm-hmm. and you don't have to do it to a crowd just send us an email anonymously mm-hmm. and you re- realize that just typing stuff mm-hmm. is very powerful and it can relieve you mm-hmm. of a lot of things you're holding on so start typing your stories okay thank you all right everyone thank you so much for listening to this podcast to the end we love you we appreciate you um please subscribe to this podcast across all podcast channels available we are on anchor fm soundcloud google Podcasts, apple Podcasts, etc etc just search for the vulnerability podcast with yvonne and peace across all channels and subscribe most importantly share this with someone Peace out. Yvonne out. (laughs) Bye. Bye.